Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up. Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns, you're listening to Prime Cuts, a Transformers television franchise podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. My other host, Nero. We're there. We've got episodes this week. They're here. We, we, are, we are, our, our pals are here. Jetfire and Thrust have arrived. And they're great, and I love them. But more importantly, <laughs> Sideways uh, is doing things. Yeah. We get, like... Some pretty ominous shit in this first episode. And then we get two cool new guys in the second episode. So, like, all around, pretty good. Episodes looked nice. There was a lot of cool stuff going on. There was, like, a shockingly well-choreographed fight scene. I was about to say, the the second episode here uh, has one of the... the, the, Clearly the best-looking battle sequence out of the whole show. It's it's not going to be popping up on, like... Sakugaburo uh, at all, but like, right? It's there. It's it, watchable. It was pleasant. It was pleasant to look at, which is not something you can say of most of the combat in the show. Oh yeah, usually it, it looks more like you know, as we said, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, right? At the worst. But yeah. So why don't we start off with our our fucking journey into cyberspace? We've got to go on the cyber chase. Uh, the uh, the the episode of the dub is called Chase. Um, inter- well, I have jokes about that. Uh, it's called Shadow Illusion in the sub. I mean, it, there's a lot of illusions. I don't know about shadows. It's more like a mm. computer illusion. Yeah, I mean. Though, the, uh, the description on Tubi says that the kids get sucked into a mystical vortex, which is... I mean... They do. That is technically <laughs> Kinda. sort of, yeah. Well, they get they get they get sucked into a vortex. I'm not sure I'd call it mystical. Go to the the matrix. So, not the not yeah. the not the matrix of leadership. Matrix of matrix. Um. Though I will say, like the metaphysics of mysticism for a robotic species is interesting to consider. Yeah. It is different than what I would think of of mystic. So maybe yeah, maybe there's a mystic vortex. Fuck it. Sure. Yeah. It's a Mystic Vortex. It's a mis- I'll, I'll g- Sideways is Mystic I'll Vortex. I'll give it that. Fuck it. Yeah. So we start off with, uh, you know, Carlos is complaining that they have to stay home while even Red Alert gets to go out on the field, which, you know, kind of, kind of should just say even Red Alert. I know that he's like de facto babysitter, but he's also a stone cold badass. Come on now. It's so shitty. It's so shitty. Like, yes, of course he has to go out of the field when it's fucking all hands on deck, Carlos. Do you, do you not remember all the times he's, like, come in clutch? Yeah. Fuck you, Carlos. Clearly not. Clearly not. Disrespectful. Disrespectful yeah. of my boy Red Alert, who works so hard for everyone. His hands look like this, so yours can look like whatever. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there's, they're, they're watching, uh, some battle from, you know, their, their usual vantage point of Laserbeak. Uh, we get, they're all, the Autobots and the Decepticons are, you know, on either side of this fucking canyon. You know, it's, it's your usual Armada battle setup. Yeah, no, there's, so yeah, they're just, they're, they're, there's very brief glimpses of the battle. You know, we see smokescreen shooting people, that sort of thing. 
Um, and and this is when I guess they know at some point they noticed that sideways isn't anywhere visible. Um, but also there's an extremely funny. Uh, so, so Alexis is like telling you know telling them not to be overconfident and stop joking around about this shit because she's nervous about the base being attacked again because you know the base was attacked like a month ago so the base was attacked a month ago and and carlos and rat are like yeah that would never happen again and she's like oh it's never gonna happen again it's like you guys are too childish and pea-brained to think about war strategy and see this is why alexa becomes president because she has the strategy and analytical power required to become a war criminal. That's true. In the dub, literally, Rad is like, oh, come on, Alexis, there's no way the base would be attacked in the next five minutes or anything. He literally says that pretty much. Um, and Alexis is like, don't say that shit. Don't say things like that. And wouldn't you know, things start getting real weird real fast. So Alexis is fucking... A hacker laptop starts freaking out and uh glitching all over the place you know i will give her credit this is one of the only times i've ever seen in fiction someone try turning it off and turning it on again yeah that's true she tries it oh so we should say that the reason the decepticons haven't reinvaded is because apparently red alert has installed extra defenses yet again carlos red alert is carrying this entire fucking operation on his back I mean, listen, in in no circumstances do you ever have to give it to Carlos, but we won't. I will say, I will say that boosting your base's defense does not actually require you to be in the field. I suppose that's true. But all all I'm saying is that he should be more thankful for Red Alert and we should all be more thankful for Red Alert. We should all be very, very thankful for Red Alert. Yes, it's it's true. But yeah, so Alexis's fucking laptop is going completely apeshit and just like displaying a bunch of random charts and shit. She's like, "Uh uh-oh, I think I would have picked up a virus. And she does indeed try turning it off and on again, but that doesn't work. Um, and like, and this is when things get like fucked up because she's like, um, so, Hey guys, I disconnected the power and this shit is not turning off. Uh, The fucking laser beak plummets out of the sky because it cuts off their connection. Like it begins to infect the, uh, the, the, the like main Autobot base systems, uh, at, w- at which point the minicons, the street action team, begin frantically like turning off the rest of the computers so this shit doesn't get any yeah. worse. Specifically, RC is the one who like starts hitting buttons, and Alexa looks over at her and is like, "You're saying we should cut power to the entire base?" And RC beeps very concisely, "Yes, you should cut power to the entire base. We need to do this right now, right away." So yeah, everyone is just trying to isolate the shit, and then. <laughs> Like, all of the screens are being taken over by static, and slowly, Sideways' face is, like, forming out of it, and then coming out of the screen and being projected into the room. Why can he do this? Uh, because shut up. Um... So yeah, he he's he starts manifesting. (laughs) He's Um, manifesting, he's using the secret to infiltrate Autobase. I fucking love Cyber Chase. What was um, that guy's name? Who's the green guy's name? I fucking forget. <laughs> yeah, I I actually didn't really watch Cyber Chase. I just non-binary protagonist icon. That's Hacker. Know? His name was Hacker, and he was voiced by Christopher Lloyd. God damn. 
Yeah, so anyway, um, uh, Doubleface starts manifesting, and in his right hand he has a blue pill, and in his left hand he has a red pill, and he's like Morpheus Orpheus Doubleface with a 40 in a corpse basket. (laughs) And the the kids kids are like, I need to become ungovernable. Rad picks up a fucking pipe and just starts smashing computers. Like, we have to, we gotta, we just gotta do every, because he's a, he's literally like a glowing rainbow hologram manifesting in the middle of the room. And Rad and Carlos are just going ape shit on all of these computers. And eventually everyone just joins in and just, just smashing shit and blowing computers up to stop yeah. sideways from like become infiltrating the base. Un- become ungovernable. Um, meanwhile, like, as Doubleface is manifesting, he's like, st- fucking stop. He's like, Let's cut that out. <laughs> it's like, hey, what are you doing? No. Cut that shit out. Um, and before he can, like, finish that thought, he gets Thanos snapped. Yep. And, uh, you know, all the kids are like, okay, we dealt with that. That's good. That's well, fine. I, I just want to, like... He literally gets Thanos yes. snapped because he, like, dissolves into cubes. Yeah, he, like... Into squares. He, like, begins dissolving into cubes. And everyone's like, whew, okay. Dealt with that. And then <laughs> some... And then he's like... Yeah, he's like, get red-pilled, LOL. Some real fucked up shit happens as a burst of energy causes the entire image to go negative And then sucks everyone's souls into the virtual realm. <laughs> So it's just that they they're having a documentary made about them, and they're they're entering their flop era. So they have to make all the images negative <laughs> to demonstrate that they're entering their flop era. God. You know how it is with documentaries, of course, of course. Uh, which is just a very a very special episode of Defunct Land for all of us. <laughs> Fucking sideways defunct land. Um, yeah, double faces, dick smasher. <laughs> That's the ride they go on. It's basically a dark ride, pretty much. Like, they get to see the sights, they get to go to Cybertron, they look at some real fucked up shit. And then they get off, yeah. and they've learned a lesson. And the lesson yeah. is, the devil is real. Um, <laughs> the devil is real, he's a planet. And he is coming! <laughs> um, we'll get there. So, yeah, I mean, they they get sucked into cyberspace through a fucking time vortex. Um, and then real quick, we cut... Rocky Horror fans will love this. (laughs) Let's do... Sideways says, let's do the time warp again. Um, we cut back to the battle real quick as, as Laserbeak, like, plummets out of the sky and, and seemingly gets crushed underfoot by Megatron and Optimus sees that and immediately goes, oh shit, something's gone real wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You should go back. Uh, also, while they're doing that, um... Billy and Fred walk in and go, oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, they're zombies. They're negative zombies. They have, I honestly, I wouldn't know what to think if I walked in and saw this shit. This is just beyond the pale for what they've experienced. I want to know where they got their drugs. <laughs> is this what happens honestly, when you smoke sativa? You go, you, t- you the fucking colors invert <laughs> on you and you, you see the devil in space? Yeah. Wow. That, no, that's it. Damn. <laughs> Actually, it's Molly. <laughs> Smoking that shit that made turn sideways into a computer program. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I just want to add it sideways with the fucking Karis hand. You could probably do it. Yeah. You could do it with the fucking bit of him holding Sure Shock. You could. I man. Hmm. 
I'll have to do some work later. This is this is some really challenging, uh, <laughs> challenging uh, stuff we're discussing here. So anyway, we uh, we go into the fucking cyber cyberspace here, and it's fucking amazing. There's like uh, they they wake up in a vaporwave album there's cover, a, cover. There's like spinning cubes and rotating line graphs all over the place. It's amazing. They're just floating in the void of space surrounded by, like, fucking Geometry Wars assets. Yeah, no, there's a Macintosh 95 in the corner. There's um, a bust of uh, Diogenes. It's uh, great. And then also there's a there's a, a cool motorcycle with a robot riding it. And Sideways says, verbatim, Welcome to cyberspace, kids. I hope you like it because you'll be trapped here for an eternity. <laughs> and then they were, and that was the end of the show. God, trapped in sideways is fucking virtual hell. Um, yeah, here's here's Double Face's fucking trick. So he just starts like, yeah. So so before he shows up, the kids are talking about like, where are they? They're in space. They're in some kind of weird like simulation or whatever. No one's really sure what's going on. The minicons are also there. This reaction team have also been snow snatched by the Matrix. It's just like having sex. <laughs> the straight action team is there. Sideways exactly. is there. Unicron is there. Who? Who? No, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. Um, so, yeah, then this is when Sideways shows up and literally starts doing donuts around them. <laughs> just like. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, you dumb fucks. You brought the fucking microns in here. What if I just took all the fucking microns and went back to uh, Megatron with them? And the kids are like, we didn't do anything. You literally, <laughs> you literally sucked us into your vortex here. And he's like, all right, anyway, I'm going to start stealing your microns. And they're like, all right, fucking run. Yeah, we're going to leave. So they literally like extreme sport through space. Like they just fucking drive the street action team through the void. My favorite part of this is Rad actually like bicycle pedaling. Yes, he's pedaling high wheelie. Wire. Yeah, is actually like pedaling wheelie because he's just like that committed to the environment and green energy. He is. <laughs> That's what I think he's doing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Carlos has fucking rockets on the back of his skateboard. That yeah, can't... he's putting out he's putting out Bezos level uh, <laughs> emissions every time he goes skating. A fucking entire like square mile of the Amazon becomes dust. Great job, and literally Carlos. they're like they're riding through, so they're like, "Oh fuck, we're in the internet." And they're riding through the internet, and it's just like galaxies, which is like very funny. And like Alexa has like this throwaway line where it's like, "Wow, it's beautiful," and Rad like very seriously goes, "Yes." It is beautiful. I'm overwhelmed by the beauty of nature. And Carlos is like, okay, dude. <laughs> Rad is experiencing the fucking, like, cosmic hallway from 2001 right now. Yeah. Um, he's going to come out of this very different. So eventually they they, they, re they, they lose sideways somehow, somewhere, back in the, in the vague space internet but they come somewhere somewhere around uh andromeda yeah somewhere past like you know between the, the crossing of like the andromeda galaxy and a and like a like a fucking soy jack face that they that they that they drove past um but they eventually come across cybertron here and uh they see a, they see three things in in sequence here which are all very interesting first of all they see like a pair of 
horn-esque spikes of light descending towards the planet, which doesn't mean anything at all. Then they see a gigantic battle cruiser taking flight, pursued by a smaller spaceship. None of these things mean anything, and you don't have to pay attention to them None at all. None of them mean anything at all. They're just images. They have a symbol. They're like they're like they're like ink blots. You know, you just sort of like interpret what you want to interpret from them. There's no there's no right or wrong answer. Some here. people will see a space shuttle. Others will see like a fucking field of flowers. Like it, there's literally no telling what someone will say. Uh, you do what you do. What you gotta do. So. This is when Sideways pops back up. Oh, uh, during the chase, by the way, I forgot to mention, Sideways says, like, uh, face it, humans, the Autobots were only humoring you by keeping you around and pretending you were helping. Which is true. He is He is kind of correct. He is, yeah, he is correct. It, if, if we are being honest here, he is correct. He's totally correct. Um, he, like, do, under no circumstances must you hand it to Sideways, but... Um, here you kind of do. Here you kind of do. So anyway, he pops back up and he grabs Sure Shock and is like, "You fucking jackasses! You thought he'd run from me? This is my world. This is my Matrix, baby, and we're all living in it." Um, but then Alexis is like, "Okay, wait. If you actually controlled this space, we wouldn't have been able to get away from you. Like, you would have been able to just like catch up to us instantly. So actually, you're bullshitting us." Yeah, and this is the point where Rad is like, wait a minute, this is the bad place. Yeah, it's an illusion. Um, and Alexis is like, yeah, so this is all fake, and that means uh, none of this is real, and you can't shoot us. Because at this point he is, like, pointing his fucking arm cannon at, at them. And she's like, yeah, go ahead, bro, shoot us, see what happens. <laughs> Which is pretty hard to, to say to sideways. Um and also, she tells Shershock, like, hey, listen, literally just stop believing that you're being held captive by him and you can just phase through his hand. Which is depicted by, like, a flash of binary code sort of twirling across the screen and then Shershock phases through his hand. Yeah, we get a quick shot over to reality again, where oh, yeah, all, of, all, of the, just... all of the Autobots are like, Great googly moogly, how has this all, all gone to shit to Jim and Billy, who are, like, in front of the computer, and they're like, uh, we don't know, we just found them this way, like, what are you looking at us for, dude? And I gotta say, Jim's really carving out an MVP role for himself here, because Billy's like, well, you're gonna bring them back, right? And Optimus is like, yes, of course, we're going to bring them back, and Billy's like, cool, how are you gonna bring them back? And Optimus is like, uh... Well, frankly, and we then, never really thought that this could happen. Yeah, and then Jim's like, Jim goes over to Alexa's uh, laptop, which is still hooked up, and he's like, can't we just, like, reverse the signal here? And, like, Rat's just like, yes! Damn. We totally can do that. Damn, he's right. Yeah, no, he's, he's really pulling through for everyone here as, uh, yeah, so, by the way, they just... <laughs> Keep calling Shershot Grinder throughout this entire episode. Like Put consistently. Put some respect on her name. Consistently, every time. Put some respect Grindr. on her fucking name. It's insane that they're still mixing that up. Um, and but yeah, so sideways is is now mini cutlass. He shoots at them, but of course the lasers just like go right through them because it's not real. Uh, 
And then some shit starts happening. So, right after this, right as sure shock. All hail the glow cloud. Yeah, so like some kind of horrible howl starts like coming through the void and sideways starts freaking the fuck out and like suddenly turns into like he starts like apologizing to nothing and it's like i didn't i didn't tell them anything i swear i I didn't say shit i didn't i didn't do anything and like yeah i'm sorry i I was just like, I'm sorry he turned out this way. I'm so sorry. And Alexis like, is he talking to M- uh, Rad's like, is he talking to Megatron? And Alexis is like, no, that's not Megatron. Yeah, they're just like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, yeah, and then like a fucking evil dark spiral starts coming at them, and they have to run away from it. All hail the glow cloud. And out of this glow cloud comes a like gigantic monster planet that has that we're like and it opens this big evil yellow eyes superimposed over it and we see like a horrible gnashing maw sat beneath between two horns and this is not important oh shit the main villain was meta knight the entire time come um no it's unicron and the, the, he's here or at least his like influence is but of he, course, he, they don't say it in the episode. They haven't yeah. they haven't named him yet. But anyone who knows knows. If you know, if you know, you know. Um, he sounds sort of like a Pacific Rim kaiju. Like he's not making words right now. He's just like making these like horrible growls, and it's actually really tight. Yeah, um, it's fucking scary. <laughs> like it's it's really scary. And there's actually a line where like the kids are running away again. And they're like, all right, now we just have to, like, you know, we just, we gotta run. And Carlos is like, yeah, but where do we run to? And the screen backs out from them in, like, three shots, getting farther and farther away. And it's just them in the vacuum of space. And in the last shot, you see binary code behind them. And it's a really chilling sight, actually. Like, it's a really chilling shot where it's like, they're trapped in this like digital space and they don't have any way out um it was like shockingly horrific actually unicron can be spooky luckily red alert yanks them out of the fucking matrix before anything bad can happen anything worse can happen um they return to their bodies alongside the street action team they're like whew, all right good all right everyone's back to normal we're all fine everybody's waking up uh, everyone's having a good time. And then Alexis turns to Otto and says, Hey, um, you guys ever hear of like a, like something worse than Megatron either? Like something e- bigger and eviler? And cause we saw some shit in there. And everyone just sort of looks at each other and goes real quiet as if there's something that they kind of know about that they don't want to, they don't want to talk about. Some kind of horrible part of their mythos that uh, frightens them. I am begging you not to worry about it. It's yeah, but that's what the the episode does too. Because then Laserbeak shows up and lands on Alexa's shoulder, and everything's fine. It's all fine and normal. And I, I mean, all these episodes both end with Rad being like, "That's weird." Yep. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Woo! Good thing that's over, and that won't have anything to do with the the rest of the the show. Now on to the next. 
But yeah, no, this episode was fucking sick as hell. Like, I love getting sucked into the virtual world and just seeing a bunch of fucked up visions that don't mean anything at the moment, but they will someday. What does it mean? What does it all mean? And uh, the, the, the quality does not dip coming into the next episode, which is called Tactician. In the dark. Wise Tactician. Yeah, once again, just chopping that title right in half there. So Okay, so I want to set the scene for you. Space. The final frontier. This is the, st- the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Uh, we're we're in space, and there's um, a non-nationality-defined uh, astronaut crew in not a space station. It's a shuttle. So it's, it's like a long flight shuttle because this this planet they're on looks to be Mars. I don't think they ever say what it is, but it, judging by the like general color and size it's probably mars and also the fact that you couldn't go anywhere else in the space shuttle unless that's a real fast space shuttle they see a big uh, they've actually been uh, they've actually all been up there since they were 15 oh god yeah anyway big glowing ball of light shows up yeah this is insane to me i'm just gonna say who this is now because it's very funny to me this is fucking jetfire who like like pulls them in with like a tractor beam he's like a glowing ball of light and he pulls this like shuttle in with a tractor beam and then like scans them as he scans them it looks like he cuts directly through their hole he doesn't but it looks like he does with like a laser but it's not it's just him scanning him and then he like takes on their shape and flies away this is Nuts to me. <laughs> this is such a fucked up thing to do, but that's just the kind of guy Jetfire is. He will, he's got to get where he's going right away, and it doesn't matter, like, what's in the way. He's a get up and go kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do want to talk about, uh, we can do it now or we can do it later, but, like, Jetfire is a very interesting character throughout continuities in a while because he's probably best well known for being Starscream's ex. Yes. Um, in G1, he doesn't really do, he doesn't. I, I, Armada's probably the, the series where he has the most action by a significant amount. Um, yeah, the Unicron trilogy in general features Jetfire very heavily. That's what I meant. Not not just Armada. And when, but, but in Cybertron, Unicron. he like becomes Australian for no discernible reason. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you could say that Jetfire in um, animated also. Not as much though. That's that's uh yeah. that's a, he he's a late series edition. That Jetfire here, he's Jetfire and Jetstorm, and, and Jetfire Jetfire in animated is like resembles nothing yeah, of very... any other incarnation of Jetfire. Uh, Jetfire, whose name is also Skyfire, um, depending on your continuity. Um, he's one of like he's one of the only like characters who consistently has different names in the english and japanese that are consistent um it's not like naming uh um ironhide and demolisher uh, demolisher here he's always jetfire right he's always jetfire or or skyfire but like consistently those are the two names to refer to this character throughout continuities and um a fun fact about g1 jetfire actually the reason that he was named skyfire and looked completely different in the show is of course because the original jetfire toy it was imported from a different line uh from i think it was bandai um the because because the the jetfire toy is a macross valkyrie i believe 
Uh, oh shit. Okay, so the guy, the guy who did all the designs from um, Macross, who did the, the original Macross, did the G1 robot designs. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's that's yes. Incredible. So he did he did the G one robot designs. He didn't do the alt modes because the alt modes were all chosen based on like GoBots and other toys that they, that has Robota basically and then attached IP to. Yeah. But they got him to do the the um the robot designs, the root mode designs. Uh, so it makes sense that they would have this uh ongoing relationship with him and his properties. Yeah. As a result, they couldn't actually show a toy-accurate model of Jetfire in the cartoon, so they changed his name to Skyfire, heavily changed his appearance, and uh, it went on from there. Made, this this repeated... Made him a Starscream's X. Yep. This repeated several times with other toys imported from other lines. In particular, Whirl and Roadbuster were never featured in the original cartoon because they were also from a different company. I forget which one. I, I believe they're which, defunct now. I mean, I don't really care about Roadbuster, but what a shame about Whirl, huh? Yeah. Uh, and they also wouldn't appear much for, uh, like, comics either. But anyway, that, that, that's just a fun note about why Jetfire was briefly called Skyfire back in the day. And I think that's... These days, he's pretty much always Jetfire. Yeah. But uh, the power the power of, like, G1 in, within the fandom is, like not to be yeah not to be uh underestimated so i think even though he's been called jetfire in more continuities than he's been called skyfire skyfire is still the more common name for him and i feel like uh, also the more common spaces. face as well it's it's more common for jetfire incarnations to take after the animation model for skyfire yes. than it is for the original toy with with the exception again of like animated, uh, almost all of them are like very large shuttles. Yeah, and so this is the uh, norm- him big him big. Unfortunately, he will not be making a future appearance until the very end of this episode. However, we get another cool introduction. While after a brief like bit where uh, we see the kids talking about a near shuttle collision, but then someone one of them brings up, but there was only supposed to be one shuttle out there. Where did the other one even fucking come from? Kind of weird. Anyway. I, I love the, like, absolute lack of critical thinking. I know yeah. they're 12, but still. It's hilarious. Like, oh, well, that's probably fine. It's not like we're friends with a bunch of yeah giant transforming robots who are fighting another group of giant transforming robots that can scan alternate nah. modes. Uh, it's fine. Um, anyway, there's an invisible guy on the moon. There is an invisible guy on the moon. Hey, why the fuck can Thrust do this? Because uh, he's smart. So, uh, okay. <laughs> some more, some more. This is. Do you see the shape of his head? It's all brain in there. Do you open the cockpit? It's just all brain. I hate. I hate the shape of. Hey, uh, Ed Sheehan voice. I hate the shape of you. <laughs> I I despise the shape of you. I yeah. honestly thrust design is so fucked up that it loops around to me loving it like. He's a freak, uh, which we will see shortly. But he is legitimately like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> that man is withered. He- that man has been sucked dry by something. So metal should not be able to make the shapes that his face is in. So we see him like invisibling around the moon. Uh, I I is, I think he is like visiting a separate part of the Hulk of the Minicon arc, like a different, he is not in the Decepticon base. I don't think 
I think he's on like the dark side of the moon on a completely separate part of the wreckage. Cause like this place looks completely abandoned where he like, he, he walks in and opens I... this. I don't know where this is. This could no, be, well... actually, no, this is the Decepticon base because they have, uh, these, some of these mini cons later. Yeah. And he has a line that's like in the sub at least where it's like, so this is where they're hiding you. Yeah. Um, so he, he walks, he, he opens the door and we get a shot of one of the minicons. I believe it's, I can't even remember this guy's name, but the, the, oh, shit. it's like Terra. Yeah. No, it's not Terra Dive. Um, maybe it's Wing Saber or something. And it, regardless, one of them, it like looks kind of scared when they hear footsteps approaching. Uh, they all look scared. Yeah. Fuck. Except for one guy who is chosen by thrust as his partner let's talk about this minicon because he is the most fucked up looking minicon we have ever he seen he sucks yeah he 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 he's got a he bird, a bird head face yeah and like a big glowing cyborg eye and a big old arm cannon and his name is inferno this is inferno yeah um and thrust chooses him to be the minicon partner uh he says you can be my servant yes you which is like I think, I think I'll take you along. Uh, so is he also thrust in the sub? He is also thrust in the sub. Good. So we cut down after that ominous opening to, you know, a battle. Your, your usual thing. Uh, it, all, all business is normal, including Cyclonus immediately getting blown out of the sky. Just instantly. Yeah, and Megatron, Megatron has a great line here, which was the line I was going to be, where it's just like, Oh, first of all, I do want to say that, like, Thrust sounds extremely dignified. Yes. Which he, I was not expecting he from is, Thrust! Yeah, so, like, in the dub, he has, like, a sort of, uh... He's, like, a very fancy lad in the in the dub. He's, yeah. he's very posh, he's very, you know, stick up his ass, all that sort of thing. He's, he's very dignified. Folks, please watch G1, Thrust. <laughs> please just look up a voice clip, uh, clip of G, G1, Thrust. Look at... Look at the cone heads. There's nothing. Dignity does not enter the equation for them. None of them. Absolutely. None Ramjet. Of them. Ramjet maybe approaches it. No. <laughs> his his special ability is that he's got a skull so thick he can hit things really hard without damaging his yeah, tiny brain. Well, listen. Dirge is most <laughs> famous for dying all the time. Well, what else are you going to do with a name called I like guess. Dirge? You know, sometimes yeah, you're they're... stuck with the hand you got. The Coneheads are not dignified folks, and Thrust is certainly not. His name is fucking Thrust. Like, what are you- Yeah, his name is Thrust. Like, the number of jokes we can make about him being named Thrust is astronomical. Listen, his head is We're vaguely butt-plug-shaped when you look at We're it. We're being very well-behaved. <laughs> um, but anyway, he sounds extremely dignified here. So yeah, so they go, um, Sandstorm immediately beefs it. Uh, <laughs> Smokescreen snipes him out of the sky literally as soon as he takes flight. And Megatron just goes, God damn it. Me- yeah, Megatron, the line in Japanese is, and so that fool is beaten again. Pitiful. <laughs> oh, well, at this point, you should probably just, like, roll Cyclonus being knocked unconscious into your battle plans. Like, it happens so often. <laughs> Like, you should just start using him as bait if he's just going to get blown up anyway. Oh, hey, by the way, do you want to know what Inferno's name is in Japanese? I would love to. It's Thunder. It's not really descriptive. Uh, then again, I don't know what would be descriptive of that fucking thing. He is also, like... we should. He is, we should also describe that he is, like, puke green. He's... No, actually, no, he's he not. He's like, monster energy drink green. 
He looks like a Constructicon, but bad. He looks like if a Constructicon got left out in the sun for a week. He looks like he looks like if Bone Crusher fucked a parrot. <laughs> oh, uh, the fucking forbidden love child of Bone Crusher and some kind of weird space bird. Yeah, listen, they're uh, you know stuff they're, happens they're out well, there. They're a well-known intergalactic uh, society on Cybertron. So yeah, Cyclonus gets blown out of the sky. Um, so he, Megatron calls for a, a full, like, attack. Starscream up on a ridge here has an incredible line in the dub where he goes, Oh, great, time to get shot at again. Why couldn't I have just been a normal bot working in a factory? Hey, now, don't put down MTOs like that. Um, he's fucking fucking tired of this shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's. It's kind of funny, like, it's a similar sentiment, but it's less, like, nasty, where he's, like, watching them all charge into battle, he's like, wait, no, don't go. God damn it. Yeah, Alright, well. Fine. <laughs> yeah, but there's a, there's, here's a really good bit of, of action animation here. We see, uh, we see, like, Optimus and, and Megatron clashing with the shield and, and saber, and Optimus, like, blasts him point blank with his gun and, and throws them this- both backwards. This fight choreography is so good. It, like, keeps switching, like, very seamlessly between focuses on who's fighting who. So, rather than, like, doing, um, like, uh, straight cuts, they have, like, people moving in and off of the screen and sort of, like, panning around them. It's really good! It's really good! Blur fucking dances on Demolisher's face. <laughs> Just, like, stomps on his face for a while there. It's pretty funny. And all the while, Thrust is invisible up on the cliff going, God damn, these guys suck I, shit. Again, why could he do this? Yeah, he's very talented. Um, yeah. And he's just like, you literally, you can't even win with the fucking Star Saber Megatron. Are you even using it right? So, um. they... <laughs> and so so he they, yeah they retreat thrust pops away and as he pops away the cyberhawk is like hey there was something here and devastor looks up and he's like i don't trust like that yeah the whole time scavenger has been climbing out of a cliff trying to get a minicon uh and right he, does, he gets it um so we're, we're back at the at the moon base um everyone you know it's it's time for the to Cybercon's usual post-mission uh, fucking verbal abuse. As Megatron just sits them all down and calls them all fucking jackasses. Although, to be f- Megatron, welcome to jackass. To be fair, Cyclonus did fuck up really bad by getting shot down. It is kind yeah. of his fault that he keeps getting shot. Um, but while they're arguing, suddenly an invisible voice pops in. Is like He says in the dub... You truly are a pitiful lot. You disgust me. And upon hearing this, Megatron gives a, like... <laughs> the smile he makes is fucking amazing. He looks like someone just said they called him pretty. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, meanwhile, uh, Sandstorm and Ironhide are like, Fuck you, Starscream! And Starscream's like, what the? I didn't say it. I didn't say anything. And then they look at Doubleface and they go, Fuck you, Doubleface! And Doubleface is like, No, dude, it wasn't. Wasn't me either. Oh, there's also a good bit I forgot earlier in the in the in the beginning of the battle when the kids are watching it from from Laserbeak where Carlos is like, oh wait, oh shit, we're sideways, and then they zoom in on him and he goes, Whew, okay, 
We're fine. Yeah, exactly. They're like keeping. They've they've like TNR'd him. They've tag neutered and released him. Yeah, and Red Alert is there. He's he is on babysitting duty this week, and he's like, "Don't worry, I installed some fucking. I I bought a vast to keep him out of our fucking computers." Which, uh, sure, that'll keep him out of there. Um, anyway, they, they turn around and see this fucking, like, Minicon standing there. And at first they're all like, that Minicon just call us losers? Uh, but then, of course, Megatron is like, ah, my thrust, my best friend in the whole world. Welcome. Yeah, really. <laughs> Finally, another man of intelligence and culture. So he uncloaks, and we get to see him finally, and I just, he is... Uh, it is impossible to describe how fucked up he, he looks. He sucks. He sucks to look at. He has a weird face. He's got the fucking cone head. He doesn't have okay. hands. You know, you know that Tumblr post that has like a screenshot from a hentai who has to for, yeah. where <laughs> where the main character has to keep a boner for like thirty days straight in order to keep his house. Yeah, and it's like his girlfriend is in a wedding dress and she's saying, "How do I look, honey?" And this caption on it in the Tumblr post is just bad. Yeah, that's what Thrust looks like. <laughs> is this the episode where he lost his house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Thrust is just like. I don't know what happened here. I I love it though. I love how fucked up he looks. He's just this weird squid man. I can't. He has fucking wrinkles. He d- he's made out of fucking metal, and he has wrinkles. I can't explain to you how bad this is to look at. Thrust looks like he would be soft if you touched him, and that's just no good. Yeah, these guys are hard, except for this guy who is soft like butter. <laughs> Just, like, poking your finger in and watching his, like, fucking stupid squid head, like, depress like a memory foam mattress. <laughs> so, he's here, and he is, he is yet again the, uh, the, the next in the logline of guys Megatron called to whip his fucking dipshit soldiers into shape. Uh, but this one probably isn't a double agent. Um, hopefully. <laughs> That would be really bad luck if he had two double agents in a row. I mean, listen. So someone's got all right. Someone's got right. So he introduces, you know, he's like uh, Megatron's like he. I have brought Thrust on to be our tactician. He is going to help us win big. Um, and then because he could be a big shot. Yeah, now, now is your chance to be a big shot. So. Oh, also, I should say that he uncloaks after tripping Demolisher, like, just sticking his foot out. Pretty funny. Um, and they're, they're, the other Decepticons are talking about him, and apparently Thrust has been undefeated in single combat and is known as a very, like, brilliant trickster and strategist. Yeah, but they have a line... and. So it is specifically Sandstorm and Starscream explaining this to Ironhide, who's like pissed off about yeah. this newcomer coming in and, you know, messing up his relationship with Megatron. And Starscream's like, dude, there, there's like no point in you getting mad about this. Like, it's going to happen no matter what. And like, he has a reputation. And Sandstorm's like, yeah, dude, like even I, even I'm who's all like chuckle fucks over here, like have heard about this guy's reputation. It's not worth, you know, going over. And Ironhide's like, I just want to, like, all right, like, let me at him. I'll prove my worth to him. And Starscream's like, no, 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 no. Like, he doesn't do the fighting himself. And Ironhide's like, what do you mean? And Starscream's like, we do 
the fighting that he tells us to do. He's a commander. He's a fucking officer. Um, he's and it's all it's all very resigned. Yeah. Um, it's it's all it's very um, season two Kendall Roy succession. The new boss is here, and we all just have to deal with it. Yeah. Um. We we cut real quick back to the auto base where everyone is hanging out with a new minicon. I forgot to look up which one this is, but he's part of the adventure team. Um. And everyone is just like super hyped. They're super. They're like super confident about. It. We are fucking handing their asses to them on a silver platter on a regular basis. Then scavengers like. Hey, listen, I know we're, like, doing good and all, but you should never be overconfident in your victory. You don't know when something will, like, arrive to shake shit up. You should never you should never let your guard down about your enemy at all. And Hotshot's like, yeah, I, I guess, man, whatever. We're, we're pretty good. Way to kill the mood, dude. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Killing the buzz. Meanwhile, we cut very quick cut to the auto base, back to the moon base where Starscream is being a uh, fucking Star Wars kid, just swinging his sword around, and yeah. and everyone is just kind of lazing about, talking about thrust more, and then Starscream like, looks around and is like, "Hey, we're sideways." Yeah, so like me, Starscream is now phoning in his job. Yep. He's just he's just there for what he's 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 only being paid enough to stand there. Um and everyone's like, where the fucking sideways go? And we see Thrust sort of, you know, sneaking around, looking at sideways, driving off into the, the, the wastes of the moon for mysterious reasons. So, you know. Normal sideways don't, stuff. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's gonna don't worry go about he's it. gonna go talk to space again, and that's really normal. Yeah, he's gonna get a migraine from talking to space, like a normal, like normal people do. So what we, you don't get, you don't get migraines from talking to space. Mm, I, wow, look at me, Mister Privilege over here. I just look up at the vastness of the cosmos, and my head kind of hurty. It's normal. Um, yeah, sounds uh, pretty neurotypical to me. <laughs> so Thrust is in the throne room, and he's talking real big promises to Megatron. Like, listen, I can deliver you fucking ultimate victory. I have the plan to win this whole thing. The only thing you need to do is entrust the Star Saber to me. And Megatron just goes, mm, that's No kind heart of a, emoji. That's kind of a big ask, my friend. And it's like, he says it kind of pleasantly, but you can also tell it's like, mm, where, where yeah. are you going with this? I think no. I think no is where I'm landing on that one. And then Thrust is just like, listen, I know I, I understand your hesitancy, but you know I would never steer you wrong. And then some sunlight starts like coming through the fucking one of the holes and then suddenly he just goes, See, look, even the universe blesses you with its approval. It can't go wrong, Megatron. Just give me the star saver. And he's like, Oh, alright, fine, Thrust, you little rascal, I trust ya. <laughs> You know, I will say about uh, Thrusted Megatron's good relationship, this will not last. <laughs> it will not Enjoy last Enjoy it while you have it, folks. So, it's time for Thrust's plan. Um, and, and Cyclonus and Demolisher are both, like, kind of uh. mad about being put under his command. But, incredi- but very funnily... Uh, actually, another another interesting thing, actually, I forgot, is that when, when that scene starts between Thrust and Megatron, Thrust is like, you know, I've been looking at all of your soldiers, and from what I can tell, 
Starscream is the obvious choice for second in command. And Megatron is like, I fully agree. And literally all the rest of your soldiers suck shit. Uh, Megatron's like, I also fully agree. (laughs) Starscream is the only one who has anything going for him whatsoever. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Which is why Thrust chooses him to be second in command for this plan. Uh, Which both Demolisher and Cyclonus complain about. But Starscream seems perfectly content to be second banana to Thrust. Um, So, uh, what's up everyone? I'm Thrust. Welcome to my Let's Play of XCOM. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to be uh, going against uh, level 3 Cybertron Autobots today. Uh, so, yeah, just follow my strategies if you don't want to lose any of the people on your side. To be perfectly honest, this is, like, a good plan. This is actual tactics, which is not something Megatron has basically ever done. Uh, he's done... He's had good plans, but most of them have also involved, like... Has he? The warp gate plan was alright. It was also kind of bullshit, though. Because um, of all that weird warp gate nexus. And, mm-hmm. you know. But but Thrust is someone who actually understands how a battlefield works. Which Megatron has never really uh, demonstrated. So, he knows that love can bloom on a battlefield. Yeah, so the, the, the plan is they are going to set up a fake minicon signal transmitter. They're going to put it in like a, a an extremely thin uh valley and they're just gonna set up around the around the high ground and just fucking kill the autobots they're just gonna p- set up a kill box which delicious that's a good plan uh the the autobots of course take the bait and there's a really cute bit where when a uh, hotshot runs past the kids he throws up the peace sign at them as he runs yeah, to the warp gate. pretty good so yeah, they get there, uh, and immediately upon entering the canyon, they get fucking strafed by Starscream and this trio of minicons who have a name, but I forget what that what it is. They the the thing with these guys actually is that from the, these these three minicons in particular uh, had a gimmick where like they they were triple changers that could also turn into weapon forms uh in their toys which they don't do in this episode but i like all of their designs a lot yeah sure i don't know enough about these guys to have any real commentary on them uh let's see they are the air military minicon team is uh is what they are so they're he they and storage were just fucking strafing the shit out of the autobots while demolisher and sideways uh pin down the Skyboom Shield, which is another really good plan. Thrust immediately says, hey, stop Smokescreen from moving. Stop him from deploying that shield. Under no circumstances can you allow that shield to move. And so they just they just keep him pinned. Uh, and I do that. Things are going very badly. Yeah. Uh, everything is just going to shit. Uh, at, at some point, Optimus literally, like, turns into truck mode to break rank and like sprint past uh demolisher and sideways here at which point of course uh megatron enters the fray with the star saber and is like hey dude uh where do you think you're going hey remember me and remember me and the sweet sword i have scavenger attempts to grab the shield uh and 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 ferry and like throw it to optimus but he gets pinned down with smoke screen nobody can move it's a bad time. Everyone's having a bad time. And uh, there is a bit, though, where, like... Alright, so there's a bit where Optimus and Megatron is squaring off, and then Optimus just, like, bitch-slaps Megatron and runs away? hmm Incredible move. 
Unfortunately, he he backs. That's into how you like lead. A, that's how you lead an army. That's right. Unfortunately, he backs up into like a fucking gulf and has nowhere left to run. And Megatron's like, Why does this keep happening to him? I do, he needs to look at the geography of his battlefields better. Um, yeah, really, kind of embarrassing if you think about it. So, yeah, this is when like so he and Megatron start fighting. While Thrust and Starscream keep uh, the... Uh, at some point, I believe... Does Starscream get shot out of the sky? Oh, no, yeah, I, I remember what it is now. Uh, because what happens is that Starscream gets attacked from the air, mysteriously. Uh, and who should appear? But it's fuck. It's Jetfire. He's here. Because the one thing Thrust didn't plan for, because there was no way he could have planned for it, was for the Autobots to have air support. No one ever expects this Jetfire Inquisition. Like, he fucking blasts Starscream out of the sky, forcing Thrust to hop in and and, and try to uh, contain the situation. But, like, he's trapped. He he gets Jetfire, like, he he circles straight Jetfire and keeps him locked up. But unfortunately, without Starscream pinning everyone else down... Uh, they're able to like surge forward and 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 break ranks. Um. So yeah, things don't end well at all for the Decepticons here. Thrust, I'm sorry, you, you had a really good plan. It's just that sometimes Jetfire happens, and there's no nothing you can yeah. do to control that. No one, no one expects Jetfire Inquisition. You can't, you can't blame him for it. Jetfire has a really cool gun that's formed out of one of his like rocket boosters big old thing and he shoots thrust with it uh and then knocks him out of the sky and megatron calls a retreat as soon as he sees that uh the plan has failed i will you know much like george washington megatron's one talent is retreating he knows how to do that pretty listen, dog shit at everything else listen you gotta have a strategy right <laughs> you gotta you gotta have one skill and i you guess get one retreating is a pretty good skill to have because it means that you don't technically get defeated <laughs> you can come back uh you but, got me there but everyone is like happy to see jetfire he's a, he he's got he's got jetfire's dub voice is kind of like it's almost surfer dude but not quite He's like a, he's like a, a. I don't like that. He's like an elder jock. It's hard to describe what his voice is. Is he like an elder hippie? Not really. He's like, he's got like a cool guy voice, but like a cool guy who's seen some shit. He's got like a cool older cousin vibe about him in the dub. Mm-hmm. Like a guy mm-hmm. who owns an ATV. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I like his. I like his dub voice, alright. I think he's pretty good. But everyone's just like, "Hell yeah, Jetfire! Welcome, my man!" Uh, and and Rad's voiceover says that you know he's going to play a really key role in the battles ahead, and you are absolutely right. Just in a very, <laughs> it's going to be in a very literal way, Rad, <laughs> because Jetfire has a very special ability to become pants. He <laughs> he does have that ability. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So yeah, that was. It's, that was chase and tactician these i you know these i think we are on the upswing of armada i think we've we've gone we have gotten over the rocky early bits and now we're kind of in the good part of the show i will say i i can't say anything about the rest of the show but these two shows were like genuinely enjoyable for 
uh, me to watch, which is not always the case for, for, I do a lot of things for podcasting, and sometimes I watch bad Transformers series for it. Um, these were good episodes. I enjoyed watching them. That's right. Now. Jetfire is here. Thrust is here. Thrust, I think, is probably one of my favorites out of the show, because the thing about Thrust is that he's kind of Starscream for the show. Um, he's a more competent Starscream, but he is definitely the, like, snivelly, uptight asshole with his own agenda, kind of trying to work his way further into Megatron's favor while also doing his own thing. Yeah, it's funny, because there's, like, two Starscreams, because there's, like, Thrust, and then there's, like, the combination of Starscream and Double Face, who are both half a Starscream. Yeah. <laughs> and together make one full Starscream. <laughs> Although, clearly, Sideways has some other shit going on as well. Well, yeah, well, that's part of what makes him half a Starscream. Yeah, half of you. He is conniving and always, but he's also always setting people against each other. And he's got rancid vibes and he keeps talking to the void of space. Why does he keep doing that? It's fine. It's normal. Why don't you? What are you talking about? Everyone does it. I do it every Tuesday. Anyway, I'm very excited for next week because uh, we get to see Jetfire become pants, which is why I'm not not, uh, ashamed of talking about it in this episode because it's next week. Actually, since you mentioned that, there is one thing that I wanted to mention, which is in during the during this fight, there's one like questionable shot, I think, which is uh, speaking. Oh, do, I wonder if we had the same shot. Yeah. Speaking speaking of um, of, of Jetfire becoming pants, um, Megatron is going up against Optimus. Yep. Yeah. We have the same one. I'm putting it <laughs> yep. in Soundway Files. Yep. Here yep, it is. Yep. 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 And I, I, uh, I saw it and I immediately screenshotted it. Optimus. <laughs> for this one shot, it's approximately half of Megatron's size. And That's not how that works, even a little bit. Come on, uh, now. Actually, base form Optimus is fairly small. I think. Um, I mean, he is small, but he's not that small. Yeah, he is crotch height with Megatron here, which makes for an interesting shot. Um, yeah. You know. You know, size yeah. difference is important. Yeah, literally, my note is just the size difference with, like, seven ellipses. <laughs> Megatron could pick Optimus up off the ground. That's the scale we're talking at about least, here. At least this Optimus, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, we should, uh, this form Optimus. We should post the uh, the image here. Yep, but... I'm, putting, I'm putting it in Transformers Watch without, without comment or context. Yeah, and if you want to know what we're talking about, you should join our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this a sticker. Do we have sticker capability in the server? Because this should be a sticker. Christ. <laughs> anyway, that was this week's episodes of yeah. Transformers Armada. And we I were... still, I maintain this will continue to be the trend. These episodes will be good and enjoyable from here on out. We basically uh. have our full cast at this <laughs> point. I say that, though. There's a big addition coming very soon. Big huh. size wise. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I for I forgot about Waterboy. Lar- a large edition. <laughs> Mister. Mister. I. I swim now. You swim. Now. Water. Water transformers are so funny to me. It's hilarious. There's so few of them. Presumably, there's be- so few of them, and there's a reason for that. Just because it's, it's the same reason. There's only like two train transformers. It's true. Well, it's time for questions. And we don't have any on Twitter, but we have quite a few on Discord. The Discord that you should join, by the way, so you can ask questions such as, uh, just like Carshmallow. Uh, Stephen Warshmallow, who asks, mostly unrelated, but what Transformer is the best at poker? And including the kids, too, I guess. Now, uh, 
first, before we get to the Armada-specific ones, yeah. I will give the clear winner. Prime Soundwave. I mean, yes, but I'm actually going to counter with G1 and IDW G1 Swindle. You cut out there. Who was that? Oh, I was going to say Swindle. Yeah. No, Swindle will be the best at bluffing. Soundwave, you know, did you ever, did you watch the John Boy video about the, um, the poker, the, the poker video? No. Uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good video, but there's, there's a, there's a guy in there who like, literally his thing for being a pro poker player is that he just wears sunglasses and never moves his face. He's like a statue. He's like the fucking Terminator, and that's what Prime Soundwave would be. Just unreadable. Yeah. He would, no. like, freak you out purely by doing absolutely nothing. Also, he got them long arms, so he can keep them safely, uh, keep, keep those cards safely safeguarded from weird, prying eyes. Got them weird spindly fingers. I don't, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I do like them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love... Actually, his design is very, very good. I love Prime Soundwave. He was a creepy motherfucker. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my sound, wa- my Prime Soundwave uh, toy, and smiling serenely. As far as Armada goes, probably sideways or Blur. I think Blur would be pretty good at poker. He could keep his cool head. I think Ratchet. Yeah, he's also very stoic. But I think Sideways would be really good at like playing his opponents against themselves. Like he'd be the best at bluffing. Okay. I also want to, since since Steven did... Especially for the kids. Uh, yeah, expand it to the kids. Across all uh, all continuities, I'm going to say that Verity is the best co- uh, poker player of uh, any anyone. I feel like she has a universes. lot of experience playing poker. Yeah, somehow. no, for sure, for sure. She, like, made, like, that was how she ate some nights. Yeah. Verity's cool. I love Verity. I love Verity. Uh, Casaracnia asks, how do you think the Cybertronians would choose to play through Fallout New Vegas? What's, what are their builds and who do they side with? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really do builds in Fallout. I just do whatever, yeah. do most damage. It's usually power armor <laughs> and, yeah. and whatever guns do the most damage, but. I mean, let's see. So I think. In terms uh, of in, in terms of Allegiant, okay, Megatron and Starscream both take over to strip themselves. Yes. Ironhide, Ironhide goes to Mister House. I think becomes, he would go to the Legion because he likes being ordered around. But that's why I think he would go to Mister House because Mister House is is this like old like stall stall war. He wouldn't take over himself, but like Mister House has been this institution, this powerful institution for hundreds of years. Yeah, Cyclonus is wild card ending, obviously. Sandstorm, uh, I don't know. I think Sandstorm goes Legion. Just bullshit up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Sandstorm goes Legion. All the Autobots go NCR. I think Hotshot, not Hotshot, uh, maybe Blur would go Independent. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll, I I'll think, let them go NCR. I think they'd all go NCR. Um, Ratchet learns that you can't actually, uh, the, the, the children of the apocalypse or whatever aren't actually a faction, so he just gets kind of sad and stops playing. Double face, double face goes independent, but only after getting as far as he can at, on every other route and then betraying them. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, and doing all of that. So pretty fun. He also definitely fucks Benny. And then shits. kills him in his bed. Yes, absolutely. I want I want to I want to subscribe to Sideways Let's Play channel. 
Jesus I'd Christ. I'd love that. Well, New Vegas is like, mm. Um, from Horn My Star Scream, which is which Transformer would win at Uno? I understand now because I, I mentioned Trump cards in our, yes. <laughs> in our ass post. This is why we're Thrust. getting all these. It's Thrust. Thrust is the strategist. He knows exactly when to play every card. Undefeatable at Uno. Um, it's Prime. His 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 name literally means one. Ah, <laughs> uh, then a fucking unstoppable force meets an immovable object. They just tie forever. Yeah. Fucking Thrust's huge brain. Well, I, I just I just, somehow for some reason I just it's a horrible image, but I just imagine that there's like a fleshy brain underneath that cockpit up there. Just a fucking. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, I, I just. Why would you even think about that? He's a weird squid man. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, that's really bad, Nero. <laughs> like Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's the real, really not the great. real thrust lives in his head. Oh, buddy, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's really not great. <laughs> no, it's quite bad. But you know, those are the sometimes the. These, These are, are the, the burdens we must yeah. carry, yeah. The burdens I have to bear. Thrust will be, I think Thrust will end up being my favorite character ever, Mata, but it's partially because he is a weird fucked up freak man who looks like that. I really, I really hate looking at him. Uh, from Casey Cosmotector, what Transformer would you want in front of the grocery store as one of those kitty rides? I mean, Double Face is the obvious choice. Or Jetfire. I think Jetfire would be fun. Or, or, or Jetfire, but yeah. But I feel like I feel like motorcycles are the obvious choice. Yeah, like they're they're the easiest ones. You can even have like mirror as like the molded on rider. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like, it sort of depends on what your experience wants wants to be. And I tend to go for motorcycle over like shuttle or plane or whatever because motorcycle is a ride on as opposed to a ride in. Yes, you don't have to fold yourself. In, yeah, you exactly. You don't have to, like, extricate your child after the 50 cents are up. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and then finally, from Stephen Carshmello, which Transformer would make the best bell ringer for holiday donations outside of a grocery store? None of them, because uh, they're not going to support a transphobic uh, organization like the Salvation Army, and neither should you. Not even sideways. Not even sideways. Megatron said trans rights. <laughs> Is David K on cameo? <laughs> um, I mean, again, if we're not talking Salvation Army, I mean, we are talking Salvation Army. If we're not talking Salvation Army, then Optimus, probably. Red Alert. I'm just imagining his little, like, scalpel arm being replaced with a bell. Yeah, but Optimus, Optimus gets that MILF demographic, you know? That's true. The milfs do love Optimus. This is a this is a known fact. It is asterisk footnote. It is known. It is known. We'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. Next fucking next season. Trust me. Trust and believe. You know what I'm choosing for next season. So we're getting to a milf who wants to fuck Optimus for real. <laughs> it is June Darby. I fucking see you. It is remarkably textual. Uh, it's amazing. Um. But yeah, that's, that's, that's questions, of course. Yeah, we've been Prime Cuts, a member of the NoiseSpace.xyz network, where you can find all sorts of shows. You can find us on Twitter, at Prime Cuts Pod. We make question posts. I will also probably tweet out that image from the, the episode. <laughs> no context. On the, on the Twitter. Um, no context yet again. Uh, and of course, you can find all sorts of other shows on Noise Space as well, like Zero to Zero, Kyle XY. 
we got like Nightmare and Era. Not always Nightmare and Era. Wow, cool robots. Uh, robot show solidarity there. There's Gundams that transform and wing, right? There's like one Gundam that transforms, I think, maybe. And it's not in wing, damn. I mean, there's a couple that transform. There are, like, four of them that transform in uh, G Gundam, which is when I, where I was a co-host of Welcome Robot. Listen to the G Gundam episodes. That show's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm um, Nero. You can find me on Twitter, at Dragonsmoocher, uh, where I just retweet art mostly and also other stuff. Um, and, of course, you can find some of the other projects I do over at... I'm on a show called Disney Minus at Disney Minus Pod, where I, I, I crawl through the muck of, of Disney Plus. This week I have to watch The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, a movie that exists. Godspeed, you funky diamond. And was made. And Morgan Freeman is in it for some reason. What else? What, what can be said about The Nutcracker in the Four Realms that has not already been said, really? It, it exists. It is a film that you can load up on Disney Plus and experience for an hour and 41 minutes. You can also find my upcoming project, which should be starting up very, very soon, uh, over at uh, Heidelin Radio on Twitter, Radio Free Heidelin, a comprehensive companion to Final Fantasy XIV Online, the award-winning MMO that you cannot download the free trial of it, that you cannot play up to a critically acclaimed expansion heavens were because the servers are dying because the game is too good and popular maybe that will change soon i don't know when it will change but you can find us there uh that will be starting up soon i i believe our first episode should be going up on christmas actually oh what a what a fantastic gift for all of us for all of you um and of course the pre that that is my friend jane who i also did the podcast of power with a she 2018 campaign and analysis podcast that's over at podcast of power on twitter good time good show good cartoon and uh that's it for me no rules just right i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr and twitter at optimum on prime which is my funny robot internet joke you can also listen to the other podcast i do which is also on the noise space network it's called pot of greed it's about Yu-Gi-Oh. We have a fun time doing it. Um, I'm a resident Yu-Gi-Oh! expert, but only for Duel Monsters, and now we're in GX. So I'm learning a lot of stuff very quickly. Um, yeah, you can, as, as Nero mentioned, I was also a co-host on Welco Robot for G Gundam, which I do with, which I did with two of my um, Pot of Greed co-hosts, Max, whose baby Welco Robot is, and Argyle. Um, and that is me. So, until next time, I'm gonna put on a Vaporwave album, Transform and Roll Out. I will uh, go into the strategic view on my XCOM grid-based setup and and sigh as, yet again, Cyclonus immediately dies, uh, and then Transform and restart the map. Peach! Peach. Peach.